I'm Tom. And I'm Zeus. And we're from Shout It Out Loudcast. And this is Gene Simmons from Kiss. And this is Ace Fraley. And when we want to listen to anything about football, music, kiss, wrestling, country music, and more, we go to On the Flyth. With Stevie Flyth and Jason Worden. Check them out. Oh, yeah! You are listening to On the Fly. What's up, guys? On the fly is back again. You haven't seen both these ugly mugs in a while, but yeah. You've been lucky. <laughs> yeah. We, just, we, did, we wanted to give you guys a little bit of a break. We had a, first of all, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, of course, we got Warden here, spring training. I see he's already, he's already passed his cowboy. He's a typical cowboy fan. He, he didn't waste any time getting rid of the cowboy stuff and going straight into, Cardinal land. It's a it's a yearly tradition. The Cardinals aren't <laughs> going to be any better than the Cowboys. They're going to be an average team. Well, you don't know. You don't no, know. Yeah, know. Y'all did lose a lot, but you know, you still still might have yeah, out in the first round like another team. Who's that? Well, I mean, yeah. Maybe you need to pick better teams. Well, baseball is my baseball is my favorite sport. I can watch two scrub teams play. I just I just love it. I know it's boring to a lot of people, but I love it. Yeah, I mean, I used to go watch baseball, but now it's like I can watch it during the playoffs. And I, every once in a while, yeah. if I'm, and if there's nothing, nothing really going on, I can sit and watch a, a baseball game. But uh, yeah, it's it's so, it's so aren't you guys going to? There's rumors you guys are going to get an MLB team in with North Carolina, right? I've actually got an interview that I need to put up oh, here nice. with a guy that's uh, that's that's head heading that up, and uh, hopefully pull on. But it'll be it'll be like. I'll be. I would be just as good going to see the national plays. It'd be just as far. So the who? Oh, Washington Nationals. Oh, the Washington Nationals. Oh, that's yeah. that's. Oh, that's, that's. What do you mean? Baltimore, the Orioles, or the Nationals? That's like that's the the distance would be the same. Like if they had a team in North Carolina. Char- the where they're talking about is going to be in Charlotte. So Charlotte, Charlotte, and Montreal, maybe right? Because the Expos. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Oh, I didn't know. Wow, that North Carolina was that big. Yeah, Charlotte's a ways away from us. Uh, so that's why you probably didn't go to a lot of wrestling growing up because it's a good drive for you, huh? Well, I mean, they they came around here. Um, oh, gotcha. Wrestling came to like Raleigh, Greenville. I mean, they they were wrestling wasn't a problem. I could go to the wrestling match, but it's like the the big things with uh, the Hornets, you know, mm-hmm. Hornets stuff. That's 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 a good ride. The, I've been Jordan, to a couple Jordan's team, right? Jordan's team, yeah. I've been to a couple of Panther games, but uh, okay, you know it's, it's it's a ride. It's a ride. Um, I did want to talk about this before before we started up on other things. Um, while we were out, I had a episode in the bag that uh, we did with the Ozzy Osbourne top ten with myself and from the Swamp Talk podcast. It was Chris Odom. We did our top ten Ozzy songs, and we started the brackets. And I'm gonna tell you, we did. We're we're actually at the round of six, sweet sixteen now. But the round of thirty-two, the the votes out there, I had, 
I mean, I've never had a bracket where I've had so many votes on so many that everybody is really into it. And uh, there was, let me see, let me, let me read off and see what you think about the Sweet 16 so far, what you think is going through. And of course, when I rebooted a while ago, it didn't come up, but I think I've got to say. So was this uh, Ozzy Solo or Ozzy with Savage? Ozzy Solo. Ozzy Solo. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like, you know, each each one each matchup had all of them had over a hundred votes, and I mean it was That's usually good. usually I'll get maybe two or three with a hundred votes, but That's cool. people are really people on Twitter are really coming around to it. So I'm it's doing better than our Rod Stewart one we did. Huh? We got a yeah, lot of, I mean, it's, a lot of look, on this, one, this one this one has done better than any of them. I mean, really? I, I was shocked to see. Uh, Ozzy's big, dude. He's he's, yeah. he's an icon. All right, hold on. It's trying to pull up here. And I think a lot of most of our audience are mostly metalheads anyway, so it's kind of like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I tagged a lot of folks too, and they probably were like, what the heck is this crap? Let me vote on this just to get rid of this guy. Okay, here's a sweet 16 right now. So, Crazy Train versus Suicide Solution. Crazy uh, Train. You got to go Crazy Train. Okay. Flying high again versus over the mountain. You know, those are the two of my least favorite Aussie songs. I don't like either one of those songs. Probably over the mountain, then. Those are like two of the throwaway songs, Aussie for me. I guess they're flying high again. Flying high again surprised me. It beat Close My Eyes Forever with Lita Ford. Uh, wow. No More Tears versus You Can't Kill Rock and Roll. No More Tears. That's just for the solo alone. God. Yeah. Exactly. Road, Road to Nowhere versus Bark at the Moon. I got to go bark at the moon because that was my first Aussie cassette. Yeah. That, that was my first Aussie. Mr. Crowley versus I Don't Know. I don't know off tribute or I don't know off the album. I don't know. <laughs> off off tribute's great. Yeah. Uh, probably I don't know. Hmm. I'd have to go with Crowley on that one. Hellraiser versus Shot in the Dark. Hellraiser. I like that one. I like the Motorhead version too. Diary of a Madman versus Goodbye to Romance. Diary of a Madman. Okay. Perry Mason versus Mama, I'm Coming Home. Dude, Perry Mason is a the jam. I love that song. One of my favorites. Yeah. So that's it there. That's the Sweet 16 matchups. And we'll have How, one more. So, so did Rock and Roll Rebel, did that lose in the first round? That actually, I think, went to the second round. Hold on. I'll show you. That's my favorite. Yeah, that made it to the second round and went up against Bark at the Moon. And it lost to Bark at the Moon. Yeah, because it beat Lightning Strikes. Dude, that it, Rock and Roll Rebel is my favorite Ozzy Osbourne song of all time. And let's see. Or not. Yeah, Rock and Roll Rebel. I'm trying to see who will. Hellraiser just did get by I Don't Want to Stop. That was 51 51 to 49%. I listened to that new album, like you said. It's pretty good. I, I dig it. I like Re- anything with Zach Wilde, though. Revelation Mother Earth versus I yeah, Don't Know. I don't know. You like I Don't Know? Yeah. Okay. I like Revelation is, Mother is Earth. Revel- is that new? No. That's off. Uh, wasn't that off? That was Randy Rhodes. No. That was Randy Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. Randy Rhodes. All right. So. Super Bowl, Super Bowl 57, Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. And 
First of all, let's get the national anthem out of the way. Chris Stapleton. Awesome. Great. Was freaking awesome. I had these people that made the coach cry for the Eagles. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you heard his story. He he would always listen to the Whitney Houston version to get before a game to get emotional, you know, to get himself pumped up. And uh, he definitely Jaylen, Chris Stapleton did a good job. I don't think he'll be listening to Whitney anymore. Jalen Hurts does that. He so the coach does that too. Our Jalen Hurts does the that. Coach was talking about that. Um, so Stapleton did a great job. I mean, Stapleton's. I mean, as a songwriter, a singer, God's awesome. Yeah, and he uh, he he uh, got some comments, and I was, you know, I bit my lip. No, I bit my my typing finger on. Uh, on Twitter, everybody, somebody posted, what a great version of the National Anthem. Somebody said, yeah, if you like screaming and hollering. I was like, what? So, you know, I, I'm sure they like a whole different kind of ball game, and that's fine. If that's if that's what you like and what you don't like. We're, we're, I mean, Bill, I mean, everybody knows we're divided politically and probably religiously in this country. I mean, we're divided on everything. I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's well, not I just mean, that. Well, it, it came back into play later on too with uh, Rihanna halftime show. I thought she was great. I liked her. I'm not a Rihanna yeah, fan. Okay. I'm not a big Rihanna fan. It, but, but she wasn't horrible. But it was, it was lackluster lip syncing to me. Yeah. I mean, it's and, like now the it's, fact, like, it's like going to a kiss show. <laughs> <laughs> the most impressive thing to me was when they took her up and down on that platform, and when they got her. They got her close to the camera, and then it went sh- straight back out. I was like, okay, that's pretty impressive. There, I would have been puking my guts off. And, of course, she's she was pregnant again, uh, evidently. So, um, I, 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 That's not really like last year when they had the hip-hop people. People were upset about that. And, you know, it, you know, and on there, people get upset about that. I mean, it's, it's – we're – Social media is great, but it's because it, I just because everybody has an opinion now. And look at us, say we're oh, on yeah. here too. But yeah. I, I, that's not my that's not my type of music. But I didn't think she was horrible. And, I didn't. And everybody I mean, was the, like, even I was listening to Howard Stern. Oh, she's lip singing. Everybody lip. I don't have a problem. Music, I don't yeah. have a. I don't have a problem with the lip syncing part, but some parts in there, she was just like. I mean, it was just, it, that. That was what got me. The lip syncing. I know they do that. Uh, you know, that's that's fine. When you have you know, a TV performance, worth, most of the time they're lip syncing. She's worth over a billion dollars. And Stephen A. was talking. Stephen, Stephen, yeah, none of them get paid. Stephen A. Yeah, Smith was talking about anything. that. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like, he's worth a billion. Wow, that's that's impressive. If you're a billionaire, you impress me already. I, yeah. You know, I, I would like somebody happens to go up there and give me le- uh, financial advice. That'd be a good halftime. Hey, this is how I became a billionaire. <laughs> that might be a better um, halftime show. What was that guy's name that was with her that time that hit her? Chris Brown. Where's he at now? He's still rapping. He, 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 it, it's funny I mean, how in our society. Do you ever hear? Do you ever hear? Oh, from, yeah. oh yeah. I mean, yeah. He's not in the national spotlight like he used to be. But that was. That was ten years ago. Though. I mean, yeah, but I, I mean, used to play he's there. Yeah, but that's how it's amazing how some people get away with it, and like some people, one yeah. person does something and they get canceled. I guess I hate cancel culture. It's like if you don't like it, I just do shut too. it off. You don't have to don't shut somebody it. down. Don't watch yeah, it. I know. No, 
you don't like it, turn the damn channel. Exactly. But there were, did you see those memes going out about her being satanic? And then, and then the other ones that about, never crossed my mind. They're, her, they're, her being that, satanic. And, and who's that guy that was at the Grammys that he was satanic. And I put that meme up of like, Oh Sam, yeah. You think yeah. he's satanic. Check out Gene in 1977 that, you know, Oh my Smith. That, that is yeah. a beast of a different, different. I mean, yeah. I, did you see the outfit he wore to the, uh, was it the BBC the awards? No, I mean, all you had to do was hit. No, this is one on the Grammys. This was late. This was uh, a few days later. There was some British award show. Dude, he had something on. It was black and it looked like he is. Oh, yeah, yeah, like a trash bag. Yeah, I saw that. But everything was poofed out here. He looked like a oomphal You know, it's the Lady Gaga effect. I mean, nobody's going to top wearing freaking raw meat to the freaking award show. Be be original. You're not trying to wear stupid stuff that looks like that to, to but get. There's nothing, get nothing, nothing shocking anymore. I mean, I mean if Kiss came out today, it, if Kiss it, came out today, people would be like, "Oh, oh well." I mean, it it's, be, I mean, but look, there's a difference between shock value and just looking plain stupid. And I mean, if I can pull this picture up, shock me, me. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull his picture up here for everyone. I saw it. You posted it on Facebook, did you? Yeah, because I said, can somebody please tell me what the heck this is? Hefty, hefty, hefty. Like a trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. <laughs> oh, no. They, of it, course. They, they, they got to do that. They got to do that because they got to they gotta compete. Because it's like, I mean, there's so, there's people have such so, shut set such short attention spans and there's so much thrown at them. I mean, it's like, Oh yeah. You know, you sold a million albums. That's nothing today is, you know, you got a billion downloads. It's like, wow. There's <laughs> oh, so no. much competition. And what the heck is that? Can you see it? Very uncomfortable to sit down. I'll tell you that's what that is. <laughs> how, how do you sit down in that? How do you go take a dump? You know, you got to go take a dump. I mean, I dude, what is the purpose of that? Is it a heart? Like if he does a certain I don't way, know. Is it a heart? I don't know either, bro. Did How I, did they get him in that? They must have. What they must have done is got him in it, and then they must have pumped it up after he got in it. That's all I. Can they're just trying. They're just trying to be. They're trying to out weird each other, man. That's what it is. And there's a yeah. you know, and you we were talking about shock value. Shock value is one thing, but being just looking stupid is another. And that that was all that was. Let's get let's get back to the Super Bowl. So first half, Eagles pretty much keep keep the Chiefs, you know, on the ropes. Mm-hmm. They have a ten point lead in the third quarter, and blow it. It's but it, you know you notice it almost came down to the. Uh, so-called leaked script of the Super Bowl. It all, it was almost the same score, but it was reversed. Thirty-eight Chiefs get the win, thirty-eight thirty-five. Technically, yeah, that was a hold at the end. Technically, but if I'm the referee in that game, and everybody everybody's saying, "Well, the ball was not catchable," it doesn't matter if it was catchable on a holding call. If it was if they called pass interference, and yeah, you had. You had an argument there. Even the guy that got called for it said, "Yeah, I healed, I healed." But you know, you, you can hate. And, 
in the NFL, man, every play can be called a holding. I mean, it's it's a they mug people and they get away with it. I have seen worse than that get called. Oh yeah, and not get called in regular games. And you're gonna make that call on a little. I mean, it's it a just, it's a shame it had to end that way because I mean, you knew when that happened it was over. It was over. Yeah, because they could I, run. They ran the clock out. And I mean, smart McKinnon did the smart move. I, I personally, I, I personally think if if Hertz hadn't fumbled that ball, I think the Eagles would have won. I think it all. Oh yeah, that was there. the key play of the game. That was the biggest mistake, and it Kansas City that got was really. That was his only mistake. Last yeah, it was. Ball. Oh yeah, Hertz. Hertz yeah. was Hertz played his butt off. If if they and I'll tell you this too, and you may disagree with me, and I think you do disagree with me, and that's fine. Mahomes did not deserve MVP. I disagree with you. Well, that's fine. Well, because I I just look at hundred and eighty-two yards passing. I I look at it this way: they're not going to give the MVP to a losing. They used to back in the day. No, I, I'm not saying the I'm not saying the losing. Teams can't, there's it. no there there's no way in hell Kansas City would have won that game without Mahomes, and that's what makes him the MVP. That's just my take on it. But it's like LeBron James; he gets MVP. On. He doesn't deserve it. Hold on. The thing you're looking at, you're not looking at. You're looking at the MVP of that game. You're not I mean, looking at who. Are you talking about the MVP for the season? No, I'm, I'm talking. About, I'm talking about for that game. But I'm no. saying the best performance of that game, and it was not him. I think it was. No, those those. I, no, I, no, okay. I, I take it. I take it back. You're right. Jalen Hurts was the best player that day. I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, but I don't. I don't think. But here's another thing. I don't think it should go to the losing team. Okay, but what I'm saying to, on the Chiefs, on the Chiefs, if I was going to give it to somebody, because look, the last two touchdowns that he threw, you could have thrown it, I could have thrown it. Heck, my daughter could have thrown them last two touchdowns. I don't that know about was me. Stupidity <laughs> on the Eagles' part. That was called assuming by the Eagles two times of the same play. When you got a receiver going in motion, and you assume he's he's going to keep going in motion and he stops plants and comes back and you don't go with him. Heck, that was just like pitch and catch there. Who else, who else would they give it to Stevie? I would have given it Kelsey? to, if I had a vote, I would have given it to Kadarius Tony. He caught one of those touchdowns and he had that big punt return and that yeah, kind of, true. that shifted momentum. He got down to like the five, three or four yard line. That was a touchdown that uh, put them and ahead. That- and that makes sense too, because what was that one play in that Super Bowl where it was the Patriots and they gave it to that uh, running back that read it in, remember, or something like that? It wasn't, didn't he win like MVP because of a play and they didn't give it to Brady? Or am I thinking they gave it to Brady? I, don't know. I can't remember. I, I thought but Brady. I, I see it. your point. I, I see your yeah. point. But I, I mean, think Patrick Mahomes is so worshipped. He's kind of like the modern dude, day Brady. That's why. Let me tell was. you this. I have to stop listening to the Pro Football Talk podcast because. Chris Sims and Mike Fiorio are so far up Mahomes' butt now. I'm telling you, the NFL – and look, there's another reason they gave him MVP. The NFL knows Brady's gone. They've got to have somebody in there. And look, Chris Sims made the comment of they, and I turned it off after that. He said that Mahomes was the top athlete in sports today. Oh, that's not true. And he said he was one of the – top three greatest quarterbacks of all time. But they do this every year. I mean, it's, they said this about Russell Wilson a few years ago when he was winning. Oh I mean, they're, gosh, they're crazy. No, this, I kid, this kid, it's not like this kid has gone and dominated every Super Bowl. 
He lost the Super Bowl. He got his tail kicked in the Super Bowl one year. And they're going to say he's a better Super Bowl quarterback than Montana? No. Oh, no, no. No. Don't give me that crap. But but we do agree Brady's a GOAT. Yeah, I mean, Brady, Brady's a GOAT. But Montana, I'll say this, though. Montana was the best Super Bowl quarterback. Not Montana, Terry Bradshaw. No. Bradshaw really? was a Brad look, Bradshaw was a gunslinger. Bradshaw would throw three touchdowns and throw three interceptions, but he was gonna get he was gonna try to get the ball, make a play. You know, I've been listening to a lot of sports radio and I listen to like uh, you know, I mean, I like Stephen A. I listen to him, I listen to a lot of them. And Stephen A kind of he kind well, Stephen A's Steeler fan, he goes, Y'all not talking about Terry Bradshaw. Terry Bradshaw's a goofy and he doesn't get a lot of the credit because he's that way. Yeah, well, that, that's true too. That is true. And how too. and how messed up is he's calling out Andy Reid for being fat? <laughs> it's like, dude, waddle, waddle lately, dude. on over here. Waddle and on. I love, I honestly, I love Andy Reid. I liked him when he coached the Eagles and kicking yeah. our ass. I just think, he, I mean, it sucks what's happening with his family. God bless him, you know. If you yeah. know, but I mean, it just he was just. I mean, but they were saying that is like, how good is Mahomes though if he doesn't have Andy Reid? You know, I well. Mean, Here's another thing too, uh, Eric Bieniemy, the offensive coordinator. Yeah, what's your take on that, bro? Dude, that guy, honestly, he may fall flat on his face as a head coach. He wouldn't be the first guy that was a great offensive coordinator that fell flat on his face. But give him the chance. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know what the deal is. I know he's a hothead. He's had. He's had issues with his attitude over the years. That went all the way back when he was at Colorado. And it's, it's still today. And that may be part of it. But here's the thing with him right now. He's he's interviewing for a job as an offensive coordinator Washington. with Washington. So he And I think the reason being, I'm going to get away from Mahomes. I'm going to get away from Andy Reid. And if I can do it there – and turn and make that offense into something like it here is in Kansas City, and they don't offer me a job then, a head coaching job then. Look, it, they I, gave I, a freaking special team. He wasn't even a coordinator, a special team specialist, a head coaching job in Houston. And you mean to tell me an offense? Yeah, coordinator? but that guy knew that guy knew the coach though, right? Didn't he? Weren't they buddies? No, he he got the head coaching job. Yeah, he, no, he was a defensive coordinator for San Francisco. No, no, no. I, I'm talking about tech. This is three coaches again for before the Texans. This guy came from Baltimore two years ago. Oh, Baltimore gotcha. special teams. It wasn't even a coordinator. Houston hired him as a head coach with no coordinator experience. But I you thought gotta, I, I, I don't not get the enemy or a, a try with. Uh, I, I agree with you, but I don't know if I'd go to Washington because the Dan Snyder thing, and they're about to be sold. They're going to be so, i.e., new you management. Know. They could just go ahead and you you leave Kansas City and you get fired by new management. He was going to interview with Baltimore, but Baltimore has already hired the offensive coordinator. They hired. Hey, what do you uh, think about that? Are they going to? Are they looking at bringing a college guy in with that uh, guy from uh, from Georgia? You think they're? I don't know. I, I think it's up in the air. I don't think it's oh a done deal with Lamar. He's turned, he turned down two hundred and five million dollars because he wants two hundred thirty million dollars. It's God. gone up. It's gone up every time they make him offer, dude. I, I mean, is he that good? Is he that good? No, 
Well, you should know he's your big. He's like y'all's uh, Philadelphia big Eagles for me. Yeah. He, I, I'll tell you the honest God truth. I hope he stays because we have we haven't had any trouble beating them. I mean, we've lost a few games to him, but we haven't. It hasn't been like you know what he is. He reminds me of. He, he reminds me of. He didn't travel with the team. He reminds me of another Kawhi Leonard. He's just. He's just. He me. I mean, it's about me. He's not there for his teammates. Like when Kawhi, when they were playing when the the Clippers were in the playoffs, he was up in the skybox. He wasn't down there yeah. like a Tim Duncan or a David Robinson would be, or you know, you know, a player. You know. Yeah. But uh. Yeah, I gotta, I, I, he's the best. I'll put it this way: he's the best running back playing quarterback in the NFL right now. But it, it's honestly, bro, you got to really it, it, you you can't really listen to sports media because they played that. I don't know if I sent it to you on TikTok. Everybody talking about when that wide wide receiver left Kansas City, how they were gonna, and that's why Travis. Kelsey, oh yeah, yeah. That's why that's why Travis Kelsey is coming across like so much. I mean, that's he sat there and called out Bradshaw right there. Freaking- He's doing freaking WWE promos yeah, online. I like I like the I like both the Kelsey brothers. I love but, their podcast. I think they're good guys. It was great seeing their mother. You know, I wasn't going for the Eagles, but man, being a Cowboy fan and you know, it's like it was hard to like cheer against Jalen Hurts and Kelsey, man, because they both seem like good dudes, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and it's like the Eagles. Where do they go now? Because are they going to do like the Cowboys did? And give that all that money to Jalen, who's way better than Dak. I'm not going there, but they're not going to have any money for anybody else. I That's mean, what you, I'm saying. You you gotta you gotta leave a piece. You got yeah. I know you're. This is your job, and you want to do well with your job. But Mahomes, you want to win Mahomes. He does. Yeah. You want to win a Super Bowl too. You want to get yeah, to you, that. You want to get where you didn't get this past time. So you need to leave a little bit. You say, okay, I'm gonna take this, and you can. I'll leave this out so you can give me some weapons. Keep my weapons. See that? That's Dallas's problem now. You oh know, yeah. You were, you were asking me why they're going to extend him. They have no choice. They have to extend him to to free up money to to the cap. I mean, it's ridiculous. They should have never gave him that much money. He's no. not worth that much. Well, you know, they didn't want him to leave at the time. And Jerry, well, he ain't leaving now. That's for sure. Exactly. He's, <laughs> they got their got, wish. You got your wish. He's not leaving. I, but, uh, I don't know, man. I had a little bit of fun. I even posted that one about how he, he won the uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year. And say what you want to about Dak off on the field. But, man, seems like he does a lot of good off the field like a lot of the guys do. But that, that was a funny meme. Well, well, Philly, I left, I left the Super yeah. with the COVID. You didn't. Yeah, you got to exactly. give the Cowboys something. But um, I, was tell, I was telling an Eagle friend of mine, you know what? I think the Cowboy fans would have booed. They probably would have booed Hurts. It's they hate each oh, other. Oh yeah, it would. You you would have no doubt about it. Um, but he still did not get the loudest boos of the night. That went to LeBron James. He deserved it though, because he he shows his face on the screen, and did I'm you talking see that about shit he did with the with the putting the, the crown on his head. Crown, uh, yes. They, I, I mean, Philly fans, Kansas City fans, they all booed him, and he wonders why. He gets that kind of reaction. I wonder you know, why. He's a, had- he, he's a guy that I tried for so long to defend because it was cool. He brought the ring back. But, man, I got to know him, not personally, but we had a game here against the Spurs, and the air conditioner went out. You know, welcome to Texas, right? It's right. 115 degrees outside in the middle of June. And he was, oh, they're trying to hurt me. It's like, dude, nobody's trying to hurt you. He started cramping they're up playing because free- the game was out of control. 
And I like to say this: the Spurs ended the, that king that us uh, that dynasty with the uh, that not one, not two, the Heat. You know what I mean? And it's like, I mean, and they were lucky that freaking Ron Art was it Ron Artest or Ray? No, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Still, yeah. I'll never get over that loss. But it's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I try to defend him, and then no, he's mad at Jerry Jones for some reason. Oh, he didn't do enough for Colin Kaepernick. It's like no, he's it, mad. It's an older, that, that and he's. He what was it, a picture? It was a picture of Jerry Jones from like forty or oh, fifty years ago. Yeah, he was a kid. Come I mean, on. even Stephen A. defended him on that. That's, 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 you can't, that's yeah. being ridiculous there. Yeah, but he he just he just does he. And then when the greats don't call themselves great, no, like they don't, don't have know, to. No, Jordan never said that. Kareem never Kareem said that. Never said it. You know, and it's it's just it's he's. I mean, yeah, he he may go down is the greatest player of all time, but he's kind of a lot like Brady. It's not that he was probably the best, that he was around the longest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jordan Jordan's always number one for me. That new movie looks good too. Yeah, that's gonna be some, that's gonna be something we have to watch there too. Um but yeah, yeah. Eagles, how do you think they do next year? Do you think they I mean Kansas City's gonna be around they're losing, they're, gonna losing, be around. they're losing some coordinators, they've got some free agency stuff to to handle. Um, there's a rumor Kelsey's going to retire. That's a big rumor. Well, he said he was going to sit at home for a few weeks. He said, I'm going to recharge my batteries before I even think about next year. So if this possible it's, to retire, but yeah, he, he said that was, he loves his brother, but man, that was tough, man. And he said, oh, out yeah. there, he said, and then you see these players that like, you see these teams, like, like a LeBron, they yeah. lose a game, like a they're series, gone. there's they're nowhere gone. to go. Then you see these players that set out. You sit there and watch them celebrate because that can be you next year. Yep. I mean, Kansas City, You, I mean, a lot of people hate them, but, I mean, they beat the odds. They had a chip on their shoulder. The Burrowhead stuff, I mean, they played with a purpose. And That's why you don't give a team bullets yes. and bull material. You and don't I, and I, do that. And I, and I think that just that, that Jalen Hurts fumble, I, think, I don't think it was the yeah. penalties. I think it was that fumble. I think that's what changed the game. Yeah. I had a guy that was on uh, – on a Facebook group that night, and the second fumble that wasn't, well, it wasn't a fumble, that the one Kansas City took back for a touchdown the second time it got called back. Yeah, 20 years ago, or maybe not 20 years ago, but back in the 80s, that was a fumble, and that would have been a touchdown. The rules today, no, he didn't make a football move, and I could not get it through this guy's head. And one guy finally come up there and said, you're both right. He said, Back in the day, that would have been a fumble. It's not so. Today. That's the reason why the second one was called a catch because he made a football move. Is that what you mean? No, the second one was called what? No, he didn't. Oh, you talking about the Dallas Goddard? Yeah, that that, that's that one because he, he moved a couple feet. Is that why? Yeah, that's in the yeah. That's another problem I have. This that's almost like the Des rule, isn't it? The Des when he yeah, like he got this penalized for moving forward. Des bothered me, and everybody talks about the whole. You know, Kansas City, they're pushing Kansas City to win. And believe me, I've loved football since I was five years old. NFL, NFL. Now, listen to me. Just hear me out. When you get the AFC championship game, they got two two chances to convert a third down. They stopped the play. I mean, that one. That one, I agree with that one against Cincinnati. Cincinnati got robbed. I totally agree. You do not do that. Third and you nine. They go through. Exactly. Exactly. Now, that listen to me here. 
Dallas Goddard catches the ball. They rule it a catch. The Eagles come up to the line. And they, of course, they're going to do it. They're, they're trying to rush it to the line. Oh, yeah. That's what they you do. They snap the ball. Yes. The referees yes. throw a flag. Yes. Yes. I didn't get that either. I didn't get that either. And you know what the call was? We didn't allow the the Chiefs a chance to substitute. So you stop that play. Of course, Andy Reid throws a red flag, and it means it, it, it ended up getting I caught a catch. But that's I the thought thing. it would be past that. I thought that was past that because they didn't allow him, but the play still continued, so he shouldn't have been able to throw that flag. Exactly. I agree with you. There, there's, you know, I, I don't, but believe me, buddy, I don't want to think that the NFL is coming down to stuff like that. But it, it it's, it's you know, if, if, NFL, if, if NFL pushed anybody, it should be the Cowboys because they're the most valuable franchise. Give us a break. We'll take the script. They've got to get, <laughs> they've got to get somebody up there in that position to take Brady's spot. So and, you don't think that Mahomes has a chance to be as good as Brady? I'm not saying that, but I'm saying. It's too soon, way too soon to be talking even about. Even he said him. it. Even he said it. We're not a dynasty yet. He even he said it. It's way too soon. And I look, agree. But every I, I don't dislike the guy, but when you keep pushing this guy on me, like you just you just was, hate Grover, dude. You just hate the Muppets, man. You just hate Grover. Well, that's true. Or, uh, Sarah Gilbert Kermit, from uh, Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a better one. Uh, but you know, when you're trying to shove somebody down my throat. I'm like, come on, dude. They're gonna, they're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah it's coming. That's why I'm saying. And I told I, several I, people. They did you that with the. They did that with the. You know what I said about this year? They did that with Miami. They kept talking about Miami. Then I looked at their records. Like that's like five in a row. Yeah. But you know, Dallas. You know, comes close to winning a division. But you know, and but you know, Dak is not that good sometimes. And but I mean, it's it. He does. Dak gets more. Dak gets more criticism than he deserves. Because you have all the, I mean, with that, but he just but then again, then again, you're out for what four or five games, and you still have the most interceptions. So some exactly. of it's deserved, you know. But exactly. Dak, exactly. it's like CD Lamb said, they they got to do like the Eagles. They got to put all those weapons around him. I mean, you you can't get rid of a great wide receiver because Jerry Jones is an idiot. Be you know allegedly, and you know, I don't want to be Brett Favre here and get sued like Pat McAfee allegedly. Oh, you and, and, and we got to start doing that. Do, do we got to start doing that when we uh, make comments, allegedly? Do, do, do we got to start doing that, man? Evidently. We're going to be soon. I mean, if Brett Favre sees us, man, we, we may be broke, but we'll get some more listeners. Right? <laughs> hey, let's check out on the fly. Really worth it. Anyway, so, yeah, that great was, game. It was. It was, it was a great, great game. One of the, one of the one, and, and another thing I'm tired of, like you are about Mahomes, this wasn't the greatest Super Bowl ever. And there's no – I no. mean, it's like it was a great game that – was very marred and you know I, I mean I think one of the greatest games was when Brady came back against the, the Falcons. That was great. You know that I mean, was a great one. I mean yeah. but I this mean, this not, was not, yeah I mean it was a sad it was a, it was a sad that a, a team had to lose because you know as much as and I told you in texting I was wrong about the Eagles except for the defense because Dak tore them up so I knew their defense wasn't all that great. Defense got tired. The yeah got oh tired. yeah and yeah, and I, didn't would, think, I didn't think that was happening as much as they rotate defensive linemen in. I didn't think they'd get tired, but they got tired. But you would think Kansas City's defense got tired because God, Mahomes wasn't on the like the whole third quarter. He was. It was yeah. crazy. At time but, of possession, man, that's I mean, that was just amazing. Yeah, and they and they were 
I, I, I had a feeling when they had that, but they were only up by three. And the time they kept talking about time possession, I said, this game is getting ready to change right here. I, I, part of me, you know, I hope Hurts does the right thing and, you know, it doesn't take all the money, but part of me wants Hurts to take all the money. Yeah, I know because, why I want him to because you don't want any weapons that, for him to throw when he plays. That O-line for the Eagles is massive. My God, I was looking at that. It's like, oh, my God. They are. And I remember I'm, I'm 6'1", and I remember I tried out for football. Dude, I was a freaking shrimp compared to some of these dudes. Yeah, you know it's like, and it is, and, and but it was it was you a great. Are, I look, I was five six. You're five I, six. I played offensive line and defensive oh, well. line, and I, yeah. So everybody I went up against was bigger than me, and Steve, I knew I couldn't you know the whole anybody. You know the whole reason I didn't play football in high school? Why? I was an only child till I was thirteen. I didn't like showering other dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Luckily, I lived across. I lived across the street from the school, so I didn't have to worry about. Of that. course, I would have played baseball, and at fifty years old, I'd probably still be in the minors. <laughs> Dude, maybe not. Maybe not. We're gonna talk. We gotta talk a little. Uh, speaking of Travis Kelsey and his no, your role. I mean, we gotta talk a little yeah. wrestling. I got a. Uh, I got a little. I'm gonna talk to about this guy. This guy that's a member of our uh, Facebook group, Brian Curzio. I don't know if you've seen him or not, but he is, he, he's a member of the group and he, he messaged me about a, uh, a theory he had about what might happen with WWE. He's, and I, it, it, it makes sense, but it would be, I mean, if they pulled it off, it would be, it would be, Pretty can monumental. Ask you, can I ask you something? Is having yeah. to do with Disney? Disney? No. Huh? Okay. No. Okay. Nothing. With, nothing with any company. This is all about okay. the wrestler. Um, the wrestlers. So, yeah, it's all about a storyline. So oh, you're whole, talking about not the purchase of the company. No. No. Oh, no. gotcha. Okay. Okay. No. Uh, the whole bloodline storyline. You know, Sami Zayn's out, um, <laughs> and you know, Cody Rhodes is fighting. Uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. That there's talk that it may end up being triple a uh, triple threat match. Now, Mike, Sami Zayn might. It, and he said, "What? What if this is the whole thing's a setup? Sami Zayn is still in the bloodline, turns on Cody, at, at, you know, and, and get and gets the match for for Roman Reigns." I was well, like, "What happens? What happens at the Elimination Chamber, though?" Well, they could they still did. set it up. They could, but you know, and, but you know that was interesting. That would be a good. I, a good I thought that too. But now I think the way you're going to see at WrestleMania, I think you're going to see Sammy and Kevin Owens against the Usos at WrestleMania. I think that's how it's going to work. Um, well, you know, the Usos can't go to Canada, right? Both of them have DWIs. They're not allowed. In they got, that's why I think they got cleared. Oh. That's why you did hear something yeah, like that. And I think you're right because did you watch SmackDown? Heyman, you guys just stay home. Roman's got this at elimination. So, yeah, they, they may now they may have to they may stay home because of that. But I no, but I think that's setting it up for Jay to turn on on uh, Sammy. Sammy. I think yeah. you're right. I think you're right. That, that's but that's almost too that's almost too easy. So yeah. Triple H is a lot smarter than us in booking way. But I, I listened to Busted Open, and they were talking about, you know, everybody thinks, you know, it's a given that Cody's going to rent at WrestleMania. What if he doesn't? 
If he does it, then I'll be kind of disappointed there. It, I mean, it's time. It's time to get it. You know, if you don't want to get it off of Roman, but just for a little while, have a transitional champion or something like that. Come but on, I, I you got to get. He's I not. It, I think it's like when I think it's like when Brock Lesnar had the title. I think it makes your 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 product look look. Um, there's like one dominant champion and nobody can beat him. Yeah, like, you know, Flair would lose all the time because you know he would be in. now you got to have these seven reigns you know i mean like bruno san martino was they haven't that, they haven't had I mean, it, uh, it, it's longer this has been uh, the longest reign i've seen in a long time uh hogan held it for four years i think that was the longest yeah, but hogan never wrestled that. hogan like wrestled once every 30 days it seemed like that was in his contract remember that he had show well i mean you day. got you got to that was that's it's supposed to be that's Supposed to be an unwritten rule. A, a champion has to defend a title every 30 days. So, you know. Yeah, but talking we'll about, see. you know, the bloodline, the bloodline, all that stuff, the Royal Rumble, man, that was the biggest gate they've had at the Royal Rumble. That, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was sold out. The Animal Dome is pretty damn huge. They had that yeah. just a couple weeks before they had that Spurs game against the, uh, the Warriors. It was the biggest uh, NBA record. But I think that there's a, either a, it's either George Strait or the Dallas Cowboys have the record for that stadium seventy three. I, I think it's George Strait. I think George Strait broke the Cowboys record. Yeah, it was the Cowboys against the Houston Oilers. That's how long ago it was like in the nineties. But and this was a this was a preseason game too. Yeah, because they, they always it used to yeah. be the Cowboys always played the Houston Oilers in preseason. Yep. But I, I think you're right. I think it's going to be the Usos versus. Yeah, I think it's going to end up. I think I, I, I think it. I think it's stupid to keep the belt belt belts on him. I mean, they don't do that for the women. You have Charlotte nah. and that other what's what's her name? Well, Bianca. That, I don't know. I, I I I've got some thoughts on that whole Roman Reigns thing, but well, I, I, just, I don't I don't get keeping it on him this long. I, I I'm just glad that Austin's not going to wrestle. I'm glad last year was a one. No, nah, oh no. Nah, I think Kevin Owens was a perfect opponent. I think they were both great. I mean, Austin, Kevin Owens helped him a lot, but that was a one and done. He, I mean, I think he knows that. He made a yeah. lot of money. Yeah. I, he don't, I don't need think, to do that again. I mean, he can have a run in in the ring every once in a while, yeah. but as far as a full blown match, do yeah. a stunner every once in a while. Exactly. Even, his, even his stunners are like, man, like that one, he was a Cody Gordon. He gave uh, Pat McAfee that stunner. Boy, he, I heard an interview with Pat McAfee said, I wasn't expecting that. I had to play it off. They said, you know, it was pretty funny. Did you see? I don't know if you saw. I posted it tonight. The Miz. Mm-hmm. I think he got a. Uh, he had a match the other night on Raw against uh, Rick Boogs. I think that's his name. Who? Rick Boogs. Yeah, he's a new guy. The Miz is an old school heel. I, lo- I like like his character. This tells you. I mean, you gotta love the Miz because this tells you he he got left in the ring after a finisher and somebody was filming from the crowd and even the 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 guys came to the ring for some reason to change the skirt and change the mat in the, in the ring real quick and the Miz was still selling while they were changing the mat he was still laying in the ring like motionless and finally when they come up to him he got he he raised up like and looked at the guy like yeah, he sold that the whole time. After I mean, after the commercial, after they went to a commercial, he was still selling. 
So yeah, Miz is great. I love Miz. Miz. I think he has the hottest wife in wrestling. Guy oh, yeah. girls gorgeous. Well, I'd say one of them. Who's the, who's the other one? Ah, uh, I mean, just I can't think of them. I'm, I'm not going to pin pin it down to just Maurice, but one of them. You see, Edge tap his wife on the butt, and she get she did it two nights in a row. She got mad she, the second night. She's scary looking, man. Well, she puts herself out there because she's supposed to be the glamazon. But anyway, I just so, couldn't yeah. believe. I couldn't believe. Yeah, I, I remember seeing Edge with. I remember Edge saying, "Oh, he was with her." I'm like, "Really? You had Lita, man. God, Lita was hot." But I mean, it's like yeah, that. That didn't. That didn't pan out. My favorite. My my favorite female wrestler is two of them, Britt Baker, and then uh, I like the man. I love her accent. She's funny. Thank you. Man. Hey, did you see that? Uh, I don't know if you saw it, but that Raw 30. We had kind of talked about Ric Flair, how he's kind of just been. Caught, he had that run like. He had that real bad weather. He said he he apologized to both her and I said, I thought that was very cool. Yeah. And you see, I, yeah, and you see Rick's been like, you see those clips. I don't know if you listen to his podcast. He seemed to mellow a lot. He He's like, I hope he has. I do because he, he was unlistable there for a while, man. And it's like, yeah, he, and he said that him and triple H had a, they had a falling out yeah, and they were both talking a, about their near death experiences. He's had a falling out with everybody in the last, and, and that, I mean, Arn, Arn Anderson too, your boy. Yeah, and he—you got to think. I mean, you just went through near death. You don't need to be wrestling. You don't. You don't need to be wrestling. You don't. You don't need to be having a falling out with these people that were like your best friends. I, I mean, especially his age. You you think about because you don't. Once it's over, it's over. I mean, you don't. He's damn. He's damn lucky to have uh, Wendy. That's a hell of a woman to stick yeah. by him. A lot of women wouldn't have done that. Well, she left him once, and she came back. So that son of a bitch is still drinking like a sailor. That's what I don't get, dude. I mean, that's that's his life. His life. It's yeah. his choice. But you go through all that. Now, I'm fifty. I'll be fifty-one this year. I, I don't drink like I used to. That guy's what seventy. I mean, it's like God. 74. Is there ever a? Is there ever a time like we go on these cowboy buses? You got these old guys. I mean, they're. I mean, it's like I was in my twenties and thirties. Like, damn, I don't drink that much now. No, I mean, I've just never been an alcoholic. Sometimes, sometimes you got to grow up. Yeah. Sometimes you got to grow up and put that stuff away. I was watching I mean, the Super Bowl, uh, Stevie, and you know what ranch water is? You heard of ranch water? It's yeah. kind of like a. I had about. I, I was sitting there and I was just enjoying the Super Bowl. You know, of course, Cowboys or not the Cowboys, the Eagles were. You know, it's a good game. And man, and it's like I had like about. Four or five. I was like, damn, I was hungover the whole day Monday. It's like I had the, the mighty have fallen, brother. The mighty have fallen. All right. So, you know what? We haven't even talked about what the topic is tonight. We haven't even mentioned it tonight. This has been uh sports hour or sports entertainment hour on, on, on the fly. Um, but tonight we're going to do our top 10 favorite foreigner songs. And you know, you, you talk about foreigner. And first of all, let's how did you get into foreigner? I got into foreigner like I did Rod Stewart and the Stones. My mom listened to him growing up. I remember she had uh I really remember I mean I remember Rod Stewart from the 70s, Stones from the 70s, but I remember her, she had this little greatest hits called Records, which is probably still one of the greatest, mm-hmm. yeah, greatest hits of all time. And um I just remember it was late seventies, early eighties. And I just remember foreigner was huge. I mean, I don't think you realize how big foreigner was. I went back and kind of did, and they were massive. In they the were. 70s. And in the eighties had a good run too. 
but yeah, I just growing up my, you know, it's kind of like where I got my Rod Stewart and Stones bug. I mean, it, 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 and it's funny, you know, me and how much I love journey. And my, my buddy Brett would like, and we would talk about journey and stuff. And he goes, I don't get how you like foreigner and don't, don't like, like journey. Exactly. And I'm like, no, <laughs> but I mean, I get what he's saying. They're, they're both kind of that same band, but kind of one is band. good and, and one is not. So I'm just great. Oh, Lord. <laughs> had to go there. I don't know you had to go there, but you know, how many, you how think about, about you? how'd you get into them? Actually, kind of same thing as you, except it was my, my brother. He had, uh, for some reason, and I can't remember. So this was 81, I think 81, 82. He went, I guess he had got a job cutting grass. So he bought Foreigner Records and Foreigner 4 on cassette. And, you know, he played them on his, of course, we, a lot of times you didn't have headphones prevalent, prevalent like you do these days. Everybody has headphones. You get the headphones with, with your phone most of the time. Uh, but yeah, he played it a lot and I, you know, I just thought, okay, that's pretty good. And I mean, four and a four, that was, I mean, that's the, I don't care what people say. That's the iconic, uh, foreigner album for me. I mean, it, I guess it all depends on when you came in with foreigner, but four and a four is like the best foreigner album in my opinion, uh, from top to bottom. Cause I guess, cause I listened to it top to bottom so many times, but back then, you didn't have okay. I can play. I can click this button and play this song, and then I can go. I don't have to listen to all these. You had to listen to pretty much the whole radio. Thing. A lot of them too. Yeah, and the eight tracks are even worse. Oh yeah, I couldn't stand an eight track. But, you know, it's uh, fun. There's funny. There was a on the uh, on the, and I'll talk about this uh, on the records my mom had. She had like the original cassette. It's not on the. It's not like on the Spotify or Apple Music ones now. But there was a live version of Hot Blooded. It wasn't. It wasn't the studio version. It was like I guess they wanted to go live. I guess the original pressing, right? And I just and it's so funny that was so good. And it was like I don't like the when I hear the original the 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 you know, Hot Blooded. It's too <laughs> slow. Yeah, and there. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that one. But yeah, but yeah. But I guess Hot Blooded is on your list. It's on my honorable mentions. It's on my honorable mentions. Oh, sure. Sure. Play it off. It's like, um, it's like I don't know if you ever saw, uh, they did a foreigner behind the music and they were talking to Jerry Cantrell and he was saying, yeah, for the longest time, I uh, thought you said, uh, what, hot-blooded chicken and sea or something like that instead of check it and see. Oh, my God. But this live version of foreigner, uh, the of the uh, hot-blooded, Lou Graham talks in a British accent. It's like, I didn't know he was British. You but see, Lou Graham, yeah. Graham was on uh, a, one of those rock cruises singing foreigner songs. Rock he's got some cruise he's, in. He's got some kind of disease. I think Eddie Trunk had him on that he just yeah. bloats up. Poor guy. Yeah, uh, he didn't have many kind words to say on Eddie Trunk about Kelly Hansen. Who's was Kelly the Hansen? Current, Kelly Hansen, the current hurricane. Yeah. He didn't Why? have many nice things to say. He said he was pretty much copying him. And he didn't get, you know, during the reunion, he didn't. Okay. Uh, okay. Give him a chance to talk. <laughs> okay. 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 The guy that sings for Journey is copying Steve Perry. 
I got to give the guy from Foreigner no. He does no. I don't think so either. I don't. Because, I mean, no, I don't. But it's yeah. pretty sad, though. There's one original member, and he don't even play with them sometimes. He he comes out. When Mick, um, what is it? Mick Jones comes out yeah. for for one song, waves bye to the audience, and then leaves. I mean, because his health his help won't let him do it. And you don't think our buddy Gene and Paul, hey, look what Foreigner We can do that. But yeah, they're I, not. I, when they go, I, when they go, buddy, it's going to be. I, che- I checked be- out. I checked out on Foreigner back when Lou Graham left. There, they did a reunion tour back in the nineties. Yeah, and I had a chance to go. They were playing Sea World, but I had to work. I didn't get to go, and and then he left, and he kind of came back. But they they uh, were they were here actually at the Majestic, the new Foreigner, and. Uh, uh, they, uh, I want to know what love is. They had one of our the high schools I work for, one of our district. Their uh, choir did that with them. I thought it was pretty cool. They had it on our Madison choir. It was foreign. I was thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, they haven't had a a new album since two thousand nine. So there's been no new stuff coming out from. But the current lineup: Mick Jones, who, like we said, one one shot. Hey, Mick Jones. Stevie. Yeah. Jones. <laughs> yeah. Jeff Pilson, who has been in several bands, Docking. Uh, well, right. yeah, most known for Docking. Lynch Mob, um, too, right? Yeah, I think, but he was, he's been in so many. I mean, dude, it's, this guy's got a who's who's list of uh, like super groups. Kelly Hansen, uh, Michael Bluestein, never heard of him. Bruce Watson on, on rhythm lead guitars, and then Chris Frazier on drums, and then Louis Maldonado on rhythm guitar. So you're looking at the former members, and there's good lord. I'm looking at this is Jason Bonham. You was in there for a while for four years. Really? Yeah, he played drums for four years. Brian Tishy played drums Bless for them. Bless you. Yeah. Uh a lot of the guys are dead, aren't they? Didn't like a one of the drummers some, uh, some of the a lot of the original ones are gone. Um yeah. I mean it's it's a I, I remember. I remember my buddy Brett. We were talking about that. I think I bought like, what's the one with them in the in the on the front? Is it Head Games? I guess or one of them. They're like in the front on. A, I think Double Vision's one. Double Vision, maybe yeah. all of them. And my buddy Brett was telling me we were. This is like in the nineties, and he was like, "Cause and he goes, man, you know what's, you know what's one thing about MTV? It's like before MTV, it's like dudes like this that were probably the ugliest band in history <laughs> and they were big because they didn't have, you didn't see them on TV. Yeah, you couldn't that's see like, them. that's what Christopher Cross said. I was listening to eighties uh, on eight and uh, Mark Goodman was saying, it's like, yep, I had a big hit MTV hit. And nobody want to hear my music anymore. <laughs> yep. It was, I don't know if foreigners, the ugliest band in history. I mean, nah, they belong to Motorhead, nah. but you know, oh, but yeah. he's got a point. I mean, Pre MTV, nobody Grim cared. Reaper. Yeah. Oh, Grim Reaper, oh God. Yeah, Grim Reaper was some ugly dudes, but... We still got to do my... We, we still got to do the Satanic Panic oh, episode, the, bro. I got so many stories. Grim Reaper's one of them. Yeah, they were some ugly dudes. All right, so let's get right into this. I'll so let I guess you, we'll just do I'll our top... Take, take we'll just do our, let's do our top 10. Yeah. And then we'll do our honorable mentions, like always. Yeah, we'll do our honorable mentions. My number 10, very 80s. Um, I think we. I'll go ahead and tell, well, before we start. I go ahead and tell people out there this is this is probably my most boring list because you're not going to have many, if any, deep cuts on on my list. 
<laughs> oh, I agree. But that's how yeah. foreigner is. They're they're yeah. Once you get past what the kids, it's not like okay. For, foreigner is like journey in a lot of way that it, it's what you see is what you get. You know, I mean, they don't they don't have no they don't have no anarchy in the UK. You know, I mean, yeah. they don't no deep tracks like Primal Scream like you know Motley does or whatever. Right. All right. I'm sorry. Um, go ahead. No, go good. Uh, 80s, and I didn't really research on what album it was on. It's just my list. Mm-hmm. I mean, I made this list. I mean, how many how many weeks have we been trying to oh, get this thing? Yeah, life life got in the way. It's been a month. Uh, that was yesterday. I mean, how many of us, you know, have that relationship? We think about that was yesterday. Great, a lot of a lot of synthesizers, keyboards, big eighties. Love Lou Graham's oh, yeah. voice on this. I mean, that was yesterday. I mean, it's it's not an ex- like you said, it's not an exciting list. So that's my that, number ten. That. To, that is one of my honorable mentions. Uh, but yeah, that is that is a great song. Uh, so my number 10. Debut album. And it, I, I've got a good mixture of, I think, 70s and 80s. I'm looking looking right here. 70s, it's a good mixture. So, but from the from the uh, from the debut album. Long, long way from home. Uh, if you listen to the one of the and first thing I was listening today to like the four at work, I was listening to the Foreigner Essentials, and you know, long, long way came on. And one of the things I, I listen to, and I whenever I hear it, I don't know how big of a Friends TV show guy you are, but oh yeah. This has got Ross Geller keyboards on it. At the start of when he goes, does that little intro. And I'm every time I think about Ross Geller, but uh, the lyrics refer to a person leaving a small town to try to succeed in New York City. One of the things they say, I left a small town for the apple in decay and the loneliness he feels there. According to Lou Grant, the lyrics are autobiographical, autobiographical, reflecting his experience moving from Rochester to New York City. And this was, a, they both had stated, Graham and Jones had both stated this was the first song they worked on together. So, uh, charted, reached number 20 on the Billboard Hot 100 in 1978. But, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've got I've got some from the 70s, some from the 80s. A lot of that had to do with with the records out the records cassette that we had because you know that was perfect at a perfect time for me because when i heard four and a four and you know that was a big thing with uh waiting for a girl like you on there and you know i was like okay let's listen to records so we can hear some more foreigner stuff i I wanted everything i could and that was the best way to do it with the greatest hits record but yeah long long way from home for me i don't know you may hear about this one later Okay, I got you. Um, speaking of greatest hits, <clears throat> there was a push like in the 90s. Um, seemed like everybody was coming out with the greatest hits, you know. Yeah. And I remember this one coming out, and I remember hearing the first song on the album, and I'm thinking, man, I dig me some Fast Foreigner. <laughs> and it was like pretty cool. I just wish it had more guitars, but, I mean, it's heavy on keyboards. Soul Doctor. It was one of the new tracks oh, of the very best and beyond. Okay. It was a great greatest hits and had in a lot of bands. They would like, you know, kiss did that with smashes, you know, 
Yeah. There was like a gluttony of like greatest hits coming out in the early eight, late eighties, early nineties. Oh yeah. And this is one of them. I think this early nineties right here, this came out. And I just remember thinking, wow, this is kind of different than what foreigners ever done. I mean, it was a fat, it was fast foreigner. Yeah. That is different, especially at that time because foreigner went through a period in the eighties where they liked to write a lot of wedding songs. Oh God. And that's, that's when I when they did when that song was so huge. I, that's when I checked out on them because that yeah. I started going. I started getting into like ACDC around that time. It's like, hey, what happened to this rock band? Soul Doctor. That's that's one of my that's one of my deep cuts because I guarantee you there are a lot of people going Soul Doctor. I never heard that yeah, one. I bet I, you a lot I, of people I, never I heard that one. That, that did not make my list or the uh, or the honorable mention. So again, I'm going to go with a. Uh, my number nine is going to be, uh, this is off. Which one is this off? Four, of course, urgent. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, you think about this. We, we've talked several times about this guy, <laughs> but four and a four, probably, like I said, the best foreigner album. Guess who the producer was? Mud Lang. Yep. And none I mean, of these bands. Including his ex-wife, have been the same since he doesn't produce them anymore. Yeah, I don't think I have really been a fan of anything. Maybe ACDC, maybe Def Leppard, but but man, you just talk about God. Can you imagine if you would have worked with Kiss? I mean, that never would have happened because they're control freaks. But God, Mick, dude, you you think about our childhood and how much that guy like was part of our childhood, but like it's yeah, amazing. Okay. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know if you, you're. Something they did on this, but you you remember the sax saxophone solo, mm -hmm. Junior Walker. That's Who's Junior that? Walker doing that. He's an older saxophone player that they wanted. They they that's, said, that's an awesome solo. They said when they they did the song, they wanted a Junior Walker <laughs> style sax solo, and they were they were recording one night. Took a break. One of the members was reading the Village Voice, said that Walker was performing a show that was like a few, a few blocks down. So they go down to where he's playing and ask him to go, would you consider doing the saxophone solo for the song we're doing? He comes in, does it, goes back out, that first take. Oh, wow. But Did he get uh, it? Like, kind of like Eddie Van Halen, huh? Yeah, Eddie Van Halen beat it. Um <laughs> It has an R&B sound to it, and they said it was kind of a musical departure for them, and many of the people that listened to it didn't recognize it as Foreigner yeah. when they first heard it, and a few people were trapped into liking it before they found out who it was. I don't know but, how you can say that because that voice is just so distinct. Oh, I mean, you know, if it's Lou, Gra Lou Grant's voice, I, I, don't, yeah, I don't see. I don't know how you didn't know that was Foreigner. Everybody I, knew that was Foreigner. But uh, I did find out something doing my – doing my research about why they called it four and a four. You know why they called it four and a four? It was their fourth album? Fourth album, and it was another thing, too. They had six members of the band, and right before they started recording, two of the members left, so they went with four there. So they said it was wow. an omen. Fourth album, four members, we're going to call it four. God, how dumb are those guys? <laughs> yeah, they leave right before the yeah, biggest right. I mean, they were those albums before that were pretty big, but when they especially around the time they, they, they hit like, you know, records. I mean, God. Yeah. Yeah. It was, 
So my number nine is Urgent. Number eight. This is a song I sing to Stevie. Oh, God. All the time. It's, uh, you're about to lose someone, man. I, I don't want to live. I don't want to live without you. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think this is this, I mean, you probably know more. I mean, like I said, I wrote this list a while back. Yeah. This is like eighties foreigner, right? You can yeah, tell. This is the 80s. This is the 80s. I mean, this is like, this is after, uh, this is like along their wedding period, I guess. It's like, yeah, Hey, let's get married after all. I don't want to lose you. This was 87. Oh, really? So yeah. this is probably the latest. This is probably the latest foreigner. I'd already checked out on them. The they, hit. I, I want to know what love is. I, when I, I was already, I checked out. I was like sixth grade. I was more into Madonna and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, I don't want. I mean, it's that voice. I mean, it's just. I mean, I mean, I mean he, imagine being Lou Graham, being able to sing that to a woman, man. She's yours, dude, with that voice. Yeah, that. Yeah, that. We'll talk about that a little bit later on my list too. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a. I'm a sucker for a ballad. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know you're a sucker. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but Stevie, I don't want to live without you. Ah, uh, yeah. Ah, uh, number eight. <clears throat> Excuse me. Another, I guess this was off, uh, this was in the 70s. Cold as Ice. Written by Lou Graham McJones. It uh, went to number six on the Billboard one, Top 100. And it says, song describes a woman who's materialistic and selfish with a single warning that her behavior will come back to haunt her someday. Wow. <laughs> Wrote, says, We've never been anybody like that, have we, Stevie? No. Mick Jones said, subconsciously you draw from stuff, things that happened in your past, things that came out of a relationships, the pain and the heartache of love this intense and then so deep, and then suddenly you lose it, the whole gamut of emotional feeling that you go through in a relationship. Sometimes they end and sometimes they last, and when the final breakup, you're left with the memories of that relationship. So I go for that quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty deep, man. Yeah, he's I, doing this research and stuff, he he's got a lot to say about these uh about these uh songs. It, and this song has been played a lot. I mean, Stranger Things had it, <laughs> yeah. The Flash, Supernatural, King of Queens. Uh and there was actually a rap version of this song. They sampled this song for song the the rap duo, I've never heard of them, MOP. Hmm. And they it was the same name. They they had a rap song called Cold as Ice, which they sampled the song in, but I'm sure it's not as good. I'm gonna have to check that out. This one did not make my uh this made my honorable mention, and it probably didn't make my top ten list because this is like my history of my love life. <laughs> and uh I think because this song goes into my number seven of having cold as ice women, my number seven is double vision. Yeah, that's a song about vision. getting messed up, and it's probably over a cold as ice bitch. You, uh, there, it's like I want to sit around till I can't see straight. Who's been there? <laughs> yeah, feel my eyes and my double vision. Yes, you're gonna, you're gonna think I'm lying here, but that's my number oh. seven. That's my number seven, too. Oh, well, hey, so yeah, that's- I think a lot of our songs are a lot alike. I mean, I mean, they're like so one so far is Soul Doctor, that's the only one really that you know. That we haven't had in common, so yeah. It, you know, like you said it. You know where the inspiration for this song came from? No. 
a bitch who's cold as ice. They, <laughs> no, double vision. Uh, they wrote this, Lou Graham and Mick Jones, of course. Can you name any of the other original members of no. Corner? I can't either. Not without looking, not without cheating. Uh, they wrote this song after seeing the New York Rangers goalie John Davidson get knocked out during the 1977 oh, wow. Stanley Cup playoffs. Jones, Mick Jones said, that's where the title came from. We were at a hockey game. I was an avid Rangers fan in those days, and Lou and I went to a game. The goaltender for the Rangers got a concussion, and it was announced over the PA that he was taken off and was suffering from Double, Double vision. vision. Oh, wow. He said, I'd never heard that term before, and we picked up on it. There's a song. And, and then that led to the title for the song. I know it was received by a majority of the public as a drug song. I didn't mind that. You know, it wasn't the intention in the beginning, but that's how a lot of people interpreted it. That's how I took it. Yeah. So, yeah, that came from actually a hockey game. Double Vision. And that's my number seven as well. So you're telling me this could have been Troy Aikman's song back in the 90s when he had all those concussions? Troy Aikman probably had triple vision. Yeah, yeah no kidding. All right. All right. All right. Steve, you make up your mind. <laughs> Just make up your mind. Say you will. Just say you will. Say you will. Okay. Yeah. Say you will. Say you will. Say you I make up your mind. To, I mean, just another great, fast, and kind of a fast tempo song. This is 80s. This is definitely 80s, right? Early 80s, right? Definitely. Yeah. So say you will. Yeah, 80s. Say you will. I, I kind of like that when he does that. I think this is the one where he kind of does the double vocals in the back. There's like it's overdubbed. Yep. That's it. That, it is. I like That's that part. It. That is a honorable mention for me. So, uh, but yeah, that's a great, it is a good song. That's on the, uh, that's on the essentials too. I've heard that several times today. Uh, a lot but, of the, a lot of the songs that were in my, uh, top 10 were in the essentials, except for soul doctor. I had to like find it because yeah. I guess very best and beyonds out of print. So that's, that's what I hate about kind of streaming is like Coverdale yeah. page. That's not on streaming anymore. And it's yeah. like, all the great whites, all, all the great whites disappeared. It's like wow, and slaughter. It's like because I have these like these mixes, and it's like these albums are missing. I'm like I have to go back and find the the CDs I have. Yes, there's a lot of uh, when I do this this album challenge. There's a lot of there's there's actually yeah. some some albums that there's one song that's you can't find anymore. Just one song, and I'm like, are you, are you freaking? So. Yeah. My number six. I couldn't find. I, I couldn't find pride in. I couldn't find pride and joy. It wasn't even on the. It was on a White Snake's uh, greatest hits that came out in the nineties. It wasn't even on that. It's like wow. Yeah. Yeah. Record companies. Yeah. How dare they? Um, it the number. My number six. A repeat. I, I. I don't know if you had this at number eight. I didn't write this down. What you had. Um, but it's, I don't want to live without you. Yeah. Uh, like we said, it's from Inside Information, 1987. And it Jones has rated it as one of his favorite Foreigner songs of all time. Really? Uh, it came out after it was a follow-up single to Say You Will. It must have made a, five, must have made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but still, there's still two ahead of him, two ahead of that that did better, a lot better than that. But uh, yeah, it peaked at number t number five. So it says that Mick Jones had fashioned a lush and emotional trap for Lou Grant's well-measured singing, and that if you loved, I want to know what love is. Yeah, you'll flip for this one. I mean, 
look, Mick Jones is no dummy. He knew the times. And when we, we talk about, yeah, they started writing wedding songs. Well, I mean, after after waiting for a girl like you, I mean, that that was a big song for them, all four and a four. And then, even bigger, I want to know what love is when that happens. So, you know, Mick Jones is like, okay, this worked before. This worked twice before. Let's do this again. If it so, ain't broke, don't fix it. Until – until you can't, until something changes, don't don't worry about it. But yeah, that's that is number. I don't want to live without you. Is a great song. Plus, we got to remember he's one of the ones that produced fifty one fifty. Fifty one fifty. A lot of people don't realize. A lot of people. That. A lot of people argue the best Sammy Van Halen, oh, which yeah. I, I don't. It's not my favorite, but not my favorite. It's but great. It's, it's good. It's really it's a lot good. of good. A lot of good hits on that album. All right, oh, number five for you. Number five for me. Um, head games. Head game. I remember the album. It had a lot of drama because there was a girl that was in a urinal. I guess sitting down in a urinal. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. She, her name is actress Lizlianne Falk. Never heard of. She was in Heather's. She was one of the Heather's. In my vast research. Wow. But that's her. And she just. I think is she is she still alive. I don't know if she's still alive or not, but. Yeah, that was real controversial about a girl. I remember seeing it. Like, what's a girl doing in the? I mean, it. I mean, I mean, honestly, dude, when when you see a girl in a men's restroom, yeah, I mean, she's either got to go or you know, she's, she's playing really head games, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lizzie Ann Falk, she was in Heather. She was one of the Heather, one of the. She wasn't like Doherty, Doherty or uh, Winona Ryder, but I remember her. She was she was one of them. I looked it up and she looks nothing like she and I always kind of thought the girl looked underage. That was probably some of the big controversy, but she was already like in her twenties when she did it. Hey, I see her now up here. She had to be <clears throat> wow. Hmm. Leslie Falk, is that her name? Liz Lizlian L-I-S-A-N-N-E F-A-L-K. All right, spell that again. L-I-S-A-N-N-E, Lizzie-Ann, I guess, Lizzie-Ann Falk, F-A-L-K. Yeah, I see her now. She's in Heather's. <clears throat> oh, yeah, I remember. I'm Heather McNamara in Heather's. Okay. Only thing I remember about Heather's is those two guys that <laughs> they had shoot each other. How and, old that, and that one girl who drank that, that, that drink and she fell through the glass table. Dude, you know how old she was when she did the, the foreigner cover? She young? She was 15. She was yeah. born in 64. The album Head Games came out in 79. <laughs> oh, God. That's probably why there's controversy. I would think so. That may have been where the controversy comes Still not as bad as the Scorpions album cover. Oh, no. You know which I'm talking about. Yeah, I know which one you're talking it's about. It's a thing that those guys aren't in jail for that album cover. Exactly. But yeah, anyway. this one so, was kind of weird to me. I was like, what are they thinking? Head Games is on my honorable mentions, uh, but did not make my top 10. Hmm. So my number five is, and did I just go away from that on my list up here? Hold on. You just Blue morning, blue day. Uh, you know, I was. I, I Isn't was that all four, too? That's all four, too, isn't it? 
No, no, that's not, off. Uh, hold on, if you hadn't asked me, could have. That was off four. My bad. No, that's off double vision. Okay. So blue morning, blue day. I mean, I was not. This was one song that I guess up until recently I hadn't really paid attention to. <clears throat> and going through, it's been a few years back. Going through, I guess like playing Foreigner Essentials or something like that. I hear this song and I'm like, where did this come from? Because I'd heard every other song except that. Where did this one come from? And I got to listen to it more and more. Uh, and I, I started liking it. I mean, the sound of it, uh, the of course, Lou Grant's voice. But it's, it talks about a young musician that's burning the candle at both ends. He has a lot of his mind and he walks the street at night. I'm like, what does that supposed to mean there? But, you know, he's... He's in the blue thing. What does it do with the gram and blue? Maybe he was out of out of the streets for a living, Stevie. I don't know. Yeah. He ain't got you under his thumb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there is Midnight Blue. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Midnight Blue. I mean, his solo album in 89 was called True Blue Love. I you mean, like blue, man. Cowboy fan. He's, he's always blue. Like, but, you know, it's it's kind of a – this sounds like a kind of a – I mean, it's depressing. Uh, well, Monday's, the, anything with Monday and – Anything with Monday is. <laughs> yeah, and blue. Inside the head of a guy who can't sleep and is definitely pleading with his girl, trying to keep her from leaving. Hmm. Okay. So, Blue Morning, Blue Day is number five for me. Well, my number four is Blue Morning, Blue Morning, Blue Day. Ah. I, I think this song is, I don't think it was a big hit for them. I think it was no, probably it an album, album rock. Album rock. They, they played on the radio, but not as much as the other ones. Because I remember discovering this one, too. And this one... This one wasn't a big hit because it's not really, it doesn't sound like Foreigner. It sounds like, you know, it's not really it a act, Foreigner song. I think. It actually went to number 15, believe it or so not. So it was a single. Yeah. Oh, wow. My bad. I get what I know. And one of these guys is is uh, rated Blue Morning, Blue Day. Who is Ward Law? Who is it? it sounds like a so is it, Ward to it. Is it, a, is it number 15 on the pop charts or like the album rock charts? Your Ward 100. Oh, wow. And it well, was, never mind what I just said. It was re- it was released, uh, guess on on uh, blue vinyl as a forty five record. It was blue go vinyl. figure. But back in the oh. day, they they would do blue vinyl. I guess it wasn't just a thing nowadays. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean it's a it's it's not. But you know, it came out in seventy eight. <laughs> so back yep. and it wasn't on foreign records. So. I wasn't familiar no, it wasn't. with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I wasn't familiar with it until I came across it, you know, going through the, the essential stuff. But I remember I liked this song so much that it wasn't on a greatest hits. I had to go out and buy the album. I remember that. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. So number four for me. And you're probably going to be surprised this wasn't higher up on my list, but uh, – Probably what got people really in the 80s checking out Foreigner, what put them over the top is Waiting for a Girl Like You. Um, the song was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I was on freaking Footloose, I think, had it up there. Uh, you know, and it, it was on Foreigner 4, of course, that great album. But I'm reading some of the stuff they're talking about this album. There's a song, and this is what Mick Jones said. There's a song song called Waiting for a Girl Like You, which I literally had no control over. It just came out. I had no idea what it meant, 
but it got to the point where I couldn't even be in the studio when we were recording it sometimes. It left such a deep impression on me. But it ended up being a song that brought a lot of people together. I hear oh, these yeah. days that it's a song that a lot of people play at their weddings. Yep. Wedding songs. It's the kind of song that the pen does the writing and you don't even know where it came from. But I feel that it's stuff that's floating around at times and you have to grasp it. It's kind of very, very soulful there. song. Very soulful yeah. song. Guess who plays the synthesizer intro to that song? And I mean, Herbie Hancock. Good. Close, hmm. close. Who who was another in the in the early eighties? A guy that you would think about with, and you may not think about him with, uh, but he had he had a he had a he's a one hit wonder in the eighties. And he Herbie was Hancock was a one hit wonder, but yeah, but that's why I said you were close. When you say synthesizer, that's the only thing I can think of is Herbie Hancock, Thomas Dolby. Oh, he blinded me, me with science. Oh, wow, yeah. He did the he did the intro to it. Um, he did it as a favor to Mutt Lange, and Mutt Lange came. And uh, I wonder, I, I he, wonder, I wonder how many rock star and these musicians did a favor. I wonder if they got paid. I hope see, they did. And, and look, it said that Doby. Listen, listen to this now. Doby would later work with Mutt Lange on another album, Def Leppard's Pyromania. I see that. So she blinded me with science guy is on pyromania. <laughs> and then Mutt Lange said, okay, I'll sing back up on she blinded me with science. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. So and maybe Mutt- the biggest listen to this too before before we stop talking about this one. And it may be on your list. I don't know, but maybe the biggest hit single in US chart history that never made it to number one. It spent 10 weeks in number two, but had the misfortune of peaking. At the same time as Olivia Newton-John's even more massive hit, Physical, which spent 10 weeks at the top spot. But even wow. when Physical fell out, I Can't Go For That by Daryl Harlan and John Oates leapfrogged ahead of this song to the number one spot. The week after that, <laughs> Centerfold by the Jay Giles Band knocked Harlan oh, Oates wow. out. Uh, uh, the only other song that has matched that being number two for so long was... Uh, Missy Elliott in 2002, Work It. <laughs> don't know it. Yeah, I know it, but it's, it's all right. I don't have to hear it. See, so, I, I wouldn't put that song with those other ones like that. Like, I, I don't think this song is as good as those other ones you mentioned. But that's why it's on my honorable mention. Right. I think it's I great. You. I think it's great. He's a great singer in it. But, I mean, I can't go for that. Hollow Notes, dude. Yeah. Uh, and another reason it probably didn't didn't uh, make my list is you know what, dude, I'm still waiting. Oh Lord, <laughs> I'm still waiting, man. Stevie, if I can meet a girl like you, I, I, I you know I've been waiting for a girl. Like you. Easy, easy breezy. <laughs> Not physical, man. Yeah. All righty. Speaking of girls, nothing is better than your first time. I don't care what anybody says. And that's not just sexual. I mean, when anything's new, it's great. Yeah. Like the first time, I mean, things kind of get old, you know. I mean, it's feels like the first time. Ah. It's new and it's the most and most of the time it's great when it's new. I mean, that could be a girl, I mean, I guess. 
that could be, you know, you know, getting a new car, you know, getting a yeah. you know, new job, you know, new TV show. I remember Matt, speaking of friends, Matt LeBlanc, when friends broke, I liked friends. And there are a lot of people yeah. in generation friends. after us that try to, you know, discount it. But it was a generation X. It was a great show. I don't care. Oh, I don't, I've seen every so I don't like it. Shut up. <laughs> you know, and if you don't like it, I mean, I've never seen everybody likes Raymond, but there's people that like it. This is not my yeah. deal. I don't cut it down. Nope. But I remember uh, Matt LeBlanc said, you know what? This is all great and everything, but after, I mean, and it's new. <laughs> Next year will be season two and it'll be a job. I and mean, they got paid a lot of money for that job. Exactly. But he's got a point. Things when are new and fresh, it's like, you know, it's awesome. And this song is like that. It feels like the first time. I mean, the first time you, probably not the first time you smoke a cigarette. That's bad. It makes you cough. I mean, first beer, it's probably not so great because you don't like to taste the beer, but most of the time yeah. when you do your first thing, it's great. <laughs> I think this song is totally about sex, but that's just me. <laughs> just hope it wasn't about the girl on cover of head games, you know. Just saying. Yeah, that's favorite one. Jail, that's the case. I guess the uh I guess the statute of limitations would have expired by now from 79, I guess. But, uh, well, I mean, it'd be one thing if she was on there, but she's provocative. I mean, it's like, God, what were you yeah, thinking? Yeah, 15 years old, too. Then again, At, you know, our favorite band sings a song that, you know, I won't repeat on this show. <laughs> yep. So number three for you was Feels Like the First Time, which that is not on my top ten list. And, oh, well, uh, that's like the first, I think, one of the first. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's on my honorable mention, my 30 honorable mention. Uh, my number three, Hot Blooded. Uh, it reached number three on the Billboard Hot 178. Chicken C. Uh, check it and see. Got a favor of 103. Chicken, chicken, chicken of the C. C. Chicken Is C. that Jessica Simpson? The chicken That's what the Jerry Cantrell thought they were saying. Yeah, chicken I remember C. you saying that. Uh, also, was a theme song to the two TV scripted series, Tacoma FD. Um, Lou Graham talked about it. Said we used to work at Mix Apartment. He would just keep playing one guitar riff after another, just playing whatever came into his mind. When he started playing that riff, I remember saying, "Wait, stop! What's that?" And Mix said it was just another riff. So I started singing along to it. We eventually got the idea of what the chorus would be, and then started working on the verse lyrics. Once they were put together, naturally led it to the hot-blooded verbal line. Oh, I remember wow. we were jumping off the walls when we cracked the title of the song. So, it's amazing how musicians together they can hear something in their head and they're like hey what did you just say here you know and it's like it's it's i don't have that gift you no, know i mean i, I don't I mean, either but it's just amazing like what did you say and they can play a riff like i used to have a buddy of mine i did take guitar lessons at one time it was a waste of money kind of like my hair transplant <laughs> and um uh, he was like, he would say that he would go there and he would like, when he's just on his guitar. And I think Kirk Cabot does this, that he'd have to have the, the recorder every time. And he, and he would like be so pissed at himself. If he didn't have the recorder on because he could play a riff and later it became a song. Yeah. I don't have that gift. I don't remember names and I definitely probably wouldn't remember music. Well, it's just some musicians are a different breed, bro. They're just, what? this just shows you how talented they are. Yeah. What, uh, which Tone Loke song was it that sampled Calling Dr. Love? Was it Funky Cold Medina? Calling Dr. Love, you mean Christine 16? Christine 16, excuse me. Funky Cold Medina. Okay, so that and then the, 
they sample this this yeah. in there too. Yep. So Funky Cold Medina, Tone Loke can, can thank Foreigner and Kiss for having a big hit with uh, Funky Cold Medina. I remember when I first heard that song and I heard the hot blooded and I, and I and I and I was like, this is this is the late eighties and I was like, and, and I I was like stumped. I was like, what is that? Because <laughs> we couldn't go to YouTube back then. No, you couldn't. Like, you couldn't Google. And there was nobody, you know, I mean, I, it's like, and it took me a day. I mean, I was already a Kiss fan, but, you know, obviously in the 80s. And, you, you know, and I was like, yeah, and I was like, it took me a while. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I mean, it got, you know, and, and I, and, but I remember everybody talking about hot blooded, but I don't remember people talking about Kiss. No. It's like, yeah, that's Kiss too. Oh, it's, it they sample hot blooded. Well, they sample Kiss too. The drum, dun, 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 dum, yeah. That's probably Nobody, my next to Boomerang, probably one of my least favorite Kiss songs. It's just so creepy. It oh, reminds me of the Kiss Me Savannah in the park where they're playing in the background. Those guys are like oogling that chick. It's like, yeah, dogs, yeah. I but Love Gun is probably one of my favorite. I, I love the album. <laughs> Won't go to school again. All righty. My number two is that what we're up to? Yep. <laughs> well, my number two is a repeat. Uh, you talked about the keyboards, but I like the guitar beginning in the middle. That duh, 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 that, that long, long way from home. Okay. I'm looking out for the two of us. I always, I always, I never, I always kind of thought, well, he'd like, you know, looking out for his brother, you know. And I mean, I and that's how I always kind of took it. Well, I'm looking out for the two of us. You know, I, I was like, is that? I mean, you don't really say that about a girl, do you? I mean, it's like you just somebody. I mean, I guess you do. But I always took that like it was about a relative or something that wasn't he's, his girlfriend. He's he's a long, long way from home, but it seems like he's he's missing home. But who's he? Who's the other one? Yeah. He's looking out for. But I don't think that's his girlfriend because. I mean, even if his girlfriend or his brother, if he was with them, he wouldn't be missing home so bad, would he? He'd have somebody, but I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's but, it's a different song, but I like that. I love that guitar band in the middle. That 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 I like that. That was another song that was off records that I really jammed. When I yep. it was off records, yeah. I think so. Most of so, them were probably off records. Well, not all of them, I guess. No, not Soul Doctor. <laughs> or I don't want to live without you, Stevie. So my number two, and you probably thought this was my number one. Uh, but no, I didn't put a ballad number one this time. Uh, I don't, I want to know what love is. Mm. The quintessential foreigner song, I guess. And you, you think about it, and this is when they started writing the uh, the wedding song. Wedding singer songs. I mean, it's not Waiting for a Girl Like You, I wouldn't pretty much consider that the start of the wedding song. I'd put it, pretty much put this one there at the start of the wedding song. But, I mean, what can you say? It was a big humongous it was massive yeah huge I mean, you couldn't get away from it no it was everywhere i mean it was like that it was like that damn brian adams song that's what it reminded me of that hit from hell that i don't yeah. you know i do everything looking at I mean, i'm just looking at the charts here it, they it charted everywhere no, of course number one on the billboard hot 100 number one main street rock uh they say that lou graham was worried after this that Foreigner was kind of losing their rock reputation and they were going more adult contemporary with they lost this. me. 
You lost me. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. But what do you do? I mean, you, it's a great song. I mean, you've got to adapt with the times. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not a, it's not one of my favorites, but my God, Lou Graham sings his heart out of this. Song. Yeah. And then you got the, the whole uh, choir singing at yeah, the end I mean, behind them. Uh, I get the keyboards. You'll never guess. And I, I know you will never guess who does the keyboard work in, on the song. And he was, he was, I guess, he was a member of a group in the early 80s that had maybe a couple of hits. It was a three-piece group. Is he known? Is he like, do I know his, the music? His music? You you would if you heard it. Yeah, you would definitely know it if you Are heard it. Are they a rock it. band? Or no, they're not a rock band. But they had hits? So they had, they had probably a couple, a couple of hits that I know of. I don't know. You got me stumped, bro. The... Tops and Twins, you remember them? Oh, I remember Hold Me Now. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Hold Me Now. Doctor, Doctor, yeah. The guy that was a singer for them, Tom Bailey, did the uh, oh wow keyboard work on that. So they had a That's lot some good of songs. Them. I like them. Yeah, um, they had a lot of a lot of people doing that. Like that that guy that was a Mister Mister almost became a member of Kiss. I mean, that's that's crazy, right? Ferret guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking at some of those, I mean, this is this has got a lot of. Uh, you remember Jennifer Holiday? No. She played in the she was she never really got big. They tried to push her, but she was in that play Dream Girls. She's an RB singer. She sung from Michael Jack. She's in that choir. She in the um, one in that wasn't Eddie Murphy in that? What? Dream Girls. She did the play. She wasn't in the movie. My ex roommate did that play. Yeah. Your ex roommate did it. Yeah, he did it, and he wanted me to go see it. And it's like I don't do plays, bro. No, no, <laughs> no. He was a he was an actor. Yeah, but no, yeah. he was straight. He was straight. This so. this was, let's see. Mick Jones said, "I want to know what love is." Start off on a more personal level. I've been through a lot of relationships that eventually failed, and still searching for something I could really that could really endure. And that sort of took a life of its own as well. It became more of a universal feeling. I adjusted that during the recording of it. Ended up putting a gospel choir on it, and you know and that's I what they do in concert. They have high school choirs. Yeah, too. yeah, but yeah, I want to know what love is. That's my number two. Yeah, like you, you think about is there ever a time they don't do that song? I mean, that's the money winner right there. That's that's their that's their number. That went number one, right? Sure oh yeah, know. yeah, that was definitely number one. Yeah, it didn't make any of my list. I mean, I'm not taking away from the song. It's just not foreigner to me i guess i mean it, I, I wouldn't compare it to like what was that aerosmith song that debauchery song they did that i don't want to miss a thing oh from from all yeah the i mean i wouldn't put i wouldn't put that in the same category but this i don't hate this song i just don't care for it right i hate that aerosmith song aerosmith's one of my favorite bands so not that bad to me. It's it's a great and Lou Graham sings his ass off. Oh it's yeah, great. he does. I actually like the Kiss ripoff of that song more than I like the Aerosmith song because I was a DJ and I had to play that damn song. And Which I hate song? It. I don't want to miss a thing. You like the Kiss version? Of I like the one where he tried to rip off that one more than I like the Aerosmith song. You like? Uh, I don't think it's a bad song. Nothing can keep me away from you. I don't think it's a bad song at all. Paul's trying, bad, too uh, but, Paul's trying too hard. He's okay. trying to be Steven Tyler. Yeah, that's yeah. He wanted. But then again, yeah. I don't hate that. I don't hate that 
I don't, don't hate mention, that we are one, and I don't hate that Peter Chris song either. Don't mention that uh, Stephen Tyler. I know, but I don't. Stanley. Yeah, but I don't hate that. I don't Damn hate that. Time. You know what I'm talking about, right? That I know, I know. But I hate that Aerosmith song. All right, my number one. Well, it's a good thing. We have patience. It's taking us a while to get there. And I want to talk about this song earlier because it was extremely urgent. Oh, okay, I guess. I love the beginning, that thon, 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 that beginning, the beginning. I love that. And I and I remember I remember going to uh you remember they have a thing up there called Maverick Market. Do they have those up there? Like a little nah. convenience store. Well, they had uh things up here. Uh this is back in the Corpus days and back in the 80s, so I lived coast to coast. I and I remember my mom listening to it there, and I actually walked to the convenience store to get me a Slurpee. They had the Slurpees. And they were playing Urgent on the thing. I was like, hey, man, I heard on the radio, man. It was like, man, that's a great song. And back when I used to listen to terrestrial radio, like, because I have a work van, and it's like 1999. It's like the, the 1999 Spurs van. And I had no mm-hmm. windows or nothing. So that, hey, there was a van so with no windows. That's probably me. You know? It's an older van, and it has like 64,000 miles. I don't drive it all the time. But, man, would there be a radio on, I'd put it on, and I'd jam that thing. I love this song. It's a song I heard most of the time but this is my favorite all-time foreigner song i just love this song and doing this research i found out Mutling did it like wow it, that's that's amazing and i didn't know that i honestly until i did this research it's like wow Mutling did it that's i mean Mutling. i mean that's that's that might be a show we have to do one day oh top 10 Mutling songs yeah no or just yeah exactly um God, can you imagine if he did if he would have done like Dynasty or even Unmasked or something like that? If he'd have just done any Kiss album. But Gina Parr, I mean, it's it's funny. They Definitely finally waited, they finally waited on Nevison to do it and it didn't work out. So maybe, maybe it wouldn't have worked out. Who knows? Yeah. All right. But maybe in their prime when I mean, God, they didn't work good with Ezra and Peter and Ace. Can you imagine Mutt Lang? I bet he's probably even a more Mutt Lang wasn't all probably coked up either, you know. He probably would have walked out on them with uh, some of that crap because Ezra got let him get away a lot of stuff because he was all, he was he was an addict at the time well Ezra when he was with this doing destroyer was like a drill sergeant yeah yeah but he, he probably wasn't as much as he was on Ace, Ace and Peter didn't like it either they didn't like being told I, what to do. I don't know I, I think Mutt Lang would have probably been a little bit harder because I don't think he had the substance he didn't have a substance abuse the dude's like a vegan yeah. he's like very clean living you know so yeah, you're right they probably wouldn't have worked out Never mind. Our loss. Um, Our loss. Number one for me, and it's not a ballad, but this is a great song off uh, Four and a Four. I can't believe it didn't make your list. I hope it is on honorable mention. But uh, Jukebox Hero. Freaking awesome song. I mean, it's on my honorable mention. Jeez. Uh, Song was written by Jones and Graham. They had an interview with Mick Jones. He said, it stemmed from an experience that we had in Cincinnati. We'd gone to the arena for a sound check, and it was pouring down rain. There were a bunch of fans waiting at the door when we went in. When we came back for the show later on, all that was left was one lonely fan, a young guy, waiting in the rain, soaked to the skin. I thought, well, he's waiting like five hours here. Maybe we'll take him in and give him a glimpse of what happens backstage of the show. Were Were they big already? Were they already big? Where it, it it had to be before four hundred four, so they were they were probably coming off the seventies stuff. Uh, they were still pretty big. 
Yeah, they were still big. I mean, big enough where a guy would wait eight, five hours in the rain for him. Yeah. Uh, he said the kid was just mesmerized with everything. I saw this look in his eyes. And I thought he's seeing this for the first time. He's having this experience. And I just imagine what was going through his mind. I'd been toying with this title, Jukebox Hero. I thought it was almost a satire on what we did, how it was perceived from an audience level in public. That's how it originated. But, yeah, I mean, dude, this uh, – actually, Lou Graham said this was uh, his favorite – one of his favorite songs to perform, but it's also the hardest to sing live. Can you imagine hitting that note at the end when he goes up so high? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got to be tough. But Jukebox Hero is my number one. Okay, my honorable mentions. Cold as ice, waiting on a girl like you. Rev it on the rev line. Red line. About racing cars, I guess, before Fast and Furious was cool. Uh, Hot-blooded, but the live version I was talking about used to be on records. Uh, Jukebox Hero. Uh, Great air guitar song. I mean that. I mean, yeah. there, there's yeah. an air guitar song. This is it. Yeah. Because I mean, that, just that loud, that heavy guitar and stuff. I think with this one, it kind of made my honorable mentions because it's so fatigued. Because I probably paid the hell out of it. <laughs> I'm just fatigued <laughs> with it, I guess. Uh, Dirty White Boy. I always thought that that would have been a good uh, wrestling entrance, and I think there was a team called the Dirty White Boys. There was a, there was a wrestler song. called the Dirty White Boy. Yeah. There was a team called Dirty White Boys, and I think he went solo. Yeah, but I don't know if they did it. And my other number one mention, um, I don't know if you probably know this one, it's when Foreigner kind of went metal. Uh, after I guess you know, um, uh, I don't want to live without you era, uh, low down and dirty. I have it, uh, it's on, they have an album, I don't think it, it's not with Lou Graham, it's with another singer. It's like late 80s, it's kind of like you remember, uh, Bad Company, how they did Holy Water and stuff. Yeah, they did that route, they got a new, uh, they got a new band, a new singer, and uh, it's called Low Down and Dirty. It's not Lou Ground, but it's it's almost metal, this song. Look it up. It's pretty good. I don't know who sang it. Well, it would have to be on. It was after uh, that one. No, it's not on that one. Had to be in 90, Unusual Heat. Yes. Low down and dirty. The singer. Johnny Edwards. Only album with lean singer Johnny Edwards. Yep. And he was in. He sang for the bands Buster Brown. Montrose. Oh, wow. Sammy. King Cobra. Wild Horses. Northrop, Royal Jelly, and is best known for the lead, second lead singer of the rock band Foreigner. Yep. It didn't last long because I think by 94, uh, Lou Graham was back in. Yeah, 90. Yeah, that's when they did uh, That's when they did Soul Doctor and all that. They got back together. Yeah. I'm but they kind of did that. They kind of did that bad uh, uh, company thing with Holy Water and what was that other song they did? Holy Water and. Yeah, that was a, that was a good album. Gosh, what's the name? Feels like I'm walking on holy water. No, yeah, I remember that one. I'm trying to think. They had a ballad too that was pretty big too. They had a good run. Uh, Bad Company did a lot better than Foreigner. 
But I mean, it's to me, it's not bad company without Paul Rogers. That's just my opinion. Well, yeah. I when like, I remember when I heard, you know, Holy Water the first time, I was like, what? I like that song though. Yeah, I did like the song. That was Brian Howe. Different. Is that his yeah. name? But they had right. that if you needed someone or something like that. They had a ballad that was big too. That's what I'm looking and they, for. They right played now. the, I mean, before Grunch hit, they played the hell out of that stuff. Seems like all those old guys, like damn Yankees, they were all like getting new bands. You know what I mean? The early 90s, right before Grunch hit. I'm trying to see which one the ballad was because I can't remember the name of the ballad now. If you need someone, I think it's like. If you needed somebody. Yeah, if you needed somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know that one? Yeah, I did know that one. Yeah. All right. And Holy Water and then that No Flat, No Without a Flame or something like that. They had like three singles. I don't know if it was one hour or two. Walk Through Fire. Something that was Holy Holy Water. Water, Walk Through Fire. If you need. They have more than one album. If you need somebody, they have more than one album with that guy. Yeah, I think so. They had. A couple of them, I think. There's like, oh, there's nothing. No smoke without a fire. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 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 So, company had a little good run with that old Paul Rogers there. I guess they had some hits. Yeah, they they went to a different they went a different direction. Which I mean, at, at that time, a lot of bands had to go in a different direction. You had to adapt. But yeah. I guess Paul Rogers didn't want to go that route. He went to the firm and did his thing. So. Uh, so that is our top 10 foreigner song. So uh, if you agree or disagree, let us know if there was something we did put on our list. Like I said, I told you this was probably going to be the most boring yeah. list because, you know, the hits are what it is. Warden had a little, had a couple of uh, deep cuts on there, but mine was pretty much foreigner is Foreigner is like, it's, Probably like you like Journey. I like Foreigner. They're one of my favorites. I just, yeah. I, I, I get into a point where I'll just play Foreigner a lot. I, I do that with bands like Maiden and Aerosmith. I mean, just some bands that I grew up listening to that I just, yeah, I like, Foreigner. I like Foreigner, but you know, now, I mean, I like, but they're pretty much the same as Journey. I mean, same kind of, same both, kind of. Yeah, both great singers. Yeah. Who couldn't get along with the rest of their band. <laughs> well, now, I don't know if you see it now. Well, what's going on with that that thing now? Arnell, the uh, Arnell Panada, the, the currently singer, is say pretty much saying, all right, I'm tired of, of this BS. You know, either get it together or, or maybe I need to go. They're not the same singer that they had back in the 90s, but they had that big, like, they have a documentary uh, on it. He was an Asian guy, right? Didn't yeah, they have he's like an Asian? They what they they found him on YouTube. He was in a whatever that guy. Did he just leave too. Or Steve Buscemi. Yeah, he's still he's still around. Um, but aren't they going? After on tour? they were, aren't they going on tour? Foreigner. Yeah, with, they're uh, already on tour. They're not Foreigner. Uh, Journey. Journey. Aren't they on tour with somebody who's a Toto? <laughs> Toto, one hit wonder, right? Toto had some good songs, dude. Yeah, one hit wonder, didn't it? Rosanna, uh, Africa. Didn't they do Africa? Africa. Then they, okay, had, they had more uh, than one. What was the other one? It was a ballad. Uh, I won't hold you back. I don't know it. I yeah, probably yeah. know it if I heard it. Yeah, you would. You would. Because by the name, it's <coughs> kind of 
I mean, when I hear the name, I don't. I was like, where, where did that come from? But there's a there's another one too, uh, and I can't think of the name up right now because when I heard the uh, heard the name, I was like, I'm not familiar with that song. But then when I listened to it, I was like, okay, I got it. I remember I Howard what? Howard Stern had David Arquette on there one time. He goes. What do you think about all these songs written about how hot your sister is, like Rosanna? And... <laughs> Shut up, Howard. <laughs> your sister's hot. Shut up, Howard. <laughs> Former WCW champion, oh, David yeah. Arquette. The biggest mistake. Well, One you of talk about mistakes in WCW history. That had to be the lowest point. I remember I went and saw Ready to Rumble because a buddy of mine. I was like, I was like, nah, I don't want to go see it. Come on, dude. He's like, nah, I don't want to see it. I went and saw it. It was horrible. It was, it was horrible. I've, I've watched that one time, and that was the first time I saw it. After that, not again. Maybe yeah. I need to check it out. Like, you yeah, know, you're not missing nothing. No, it's not good. Well, I know I'm not missing them, but I'm, you know, the guy that played the Jerry the King Lawler ripoff uh, wrestler. Oh yeah, is now what in Chicago mid? Yeah, wasn't he? Uh, wasn't he? Uh, wasn't uh he's one of the three musketeers he likes one of the guys oh three musketeers yeah let's do it oh for love right that, went, that one yeah that was it rebecca de moray gosh she was hot all yeah. righty i don't know how i got she's in the movie remember that Kiefer sullivan yeah. was with her she got hung or something <laughs> like that. you're getting up on her on that was a good movie man i like that one. i like that song i love that I song i haven't watched that movie since the first time i saw it either so maybe that's another one i need to check out again no, you go back and watch those movies and you just don't live up to Like, I watched Ford Fairlane. I love that movie. And I'm like, God, this is yeah, I love Ford Fairlane. It was, but it's like now, no. I watched uh, I watched the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie the other mm-hmm. night. That was good. I think I that saw was, one of them. That's that was, that, the first one was the only one I read because once they, once you had Vanilla Ice in there singing a rap song called Go Ninja. Go Ninja, Go, go, go Ninja, Go. go. But Kevin Nash was yeah. actually Punisher, right? Super, Super Shredder. Super Shredder. Yeah. Well, he played the Punisher too in the movie, right? Anderson. Yeah, he played the Punisher, but he was Super Shredder in the Turtle movie. I saw one of those movies because I was already 18, 19, 17, 18. I was like, I was not into it. My, let's go see this. Like, that's a kid's movie, dude. Home Alone's playing. Let's go see that instead. That's a kid's movie, kid. I'm looking right now, and, uh, you know, we were talking about SmackDown's going to be in. Canada and how popular Sami Zayn is. He's he's gone to got on the ice shooting, uh taking shots at Montreal Canadiens game. He's out there with a mascot. They give him a, a jersey, they give him a shirt. He's posing with all the, the players. So he's he's living life. They got they gotta be they gotta be real careful with Cody because they may have another Dave Batista with Daniel Bryant moment. And I, I see that happening because, well, I, I like Cody, but I expect him to be champion. So it's like it would almost be better if Romans beats him, you know. But are they going to do a one, two, three kid with Sammy? I mean, it's they're going to make Roman look weak. I mean, it's you don't know. I don't know. It's I mean, be, I knew that. Be weird. I, knew that, I knew that Jimmy couldn't get in the country, but I didn't know Jay had DWIs too. But they both did. Though. They both did. Which one is the married to Naomi? I can't remember. I can't. I can't yeah. remember and I didn't know that the other guy was their brother. I thought it was like their cousin or something. The guy with the spike. Solo. I, it's like, oh, his brother. I was like, what? That's his brother too. One of the one of the best. I'll let leave on this one. 
how great is Paul Heyman in these promos? Like, that what he did with uh, when he was talking about Dusty. Yeah, there's oh a there God. was one when uh, San, well, there was one when they couldn't find Jay. It was the SmackDown after the Royal Rumble, and it was where uh, Roman's talking to him. Hey, go to the van, go to the bus, go to the bus, and you know, got you some steaks and some sushi. And boss man, and, you know, or, or what's his name, a uh, smart man, or what do they call a uh, what do they call uh, Paul Heyman? Uh, got us wise man got us some steaks and stuff and jim was like oh yeah thanks wise man and the look on freaking paul Heyman's face is like he's just so <laughs> great to like when that girl was doing that russell intro undisputed she was doing that that girl that's the announcer and stuff and yeah. you could just see paul Heyman looking at her he was impressed man that girl's got some pipes on her she's good yeah she does she does so All I'll right. be watching Elimination Chamber this weekend. Steve, yeah. are you going to be watching yeah, I'll it? Be, I'll be watching as long as I can. I've got to work Sunday morning oh, early, so I'll be I'll be watching. Hopefully it won't last till 1230 <laughs> like the Royal Rumble did. And we don't have any Hardys playing. God, that was horrible. Good I, God. I, I'm oh, old. Yeah. I'm old, but, man, that, that sounded like everybody, me doing – Everybody. That sounded, that sounded like me doing karaoke sober. I sound everybody a lot better drunk, said, believe me. Everybody said that that was horrible. And to put it on right before the main event, that was just wrong. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think he'll be back to another WWE show. Yeah. But all right. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this week on the fly. Next week, we're going to be having a surprise for you guys. Where can uh, they find us, Stevie? They can find us anywhere they want to. <laughs> They can find us on any of your uh, podcast platforms, Apple, Spotify, uh, Podchasers, Good Pods, wherever you, you listen to your podcast. Chances YouTube. Are you can, yep, we got a YouTube channel. Check that out. Um, also, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can find us on our Facebook groups, that they own the fly Facebook groups, and the all things rock, hard rock and metal, and then that 80s page. Um, check us out there. And feel free to message us. If you see us on Facebook or whatever, message us. Let us know what you think. Just not We've about had, 3, o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Don't do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Which I'm not going to have my phone close enough where it's going to ding to me right then. But, uh, yeah, we've had some good response. Uh, I want to send, send a shout-out to Marty White, who is one of our big supporters on YouTube. He's, he watches the YouTube ones every week. And he gives us, some, gives us some comments. And uh, a lot of people have picked up on Twitter on us, and uh, we appreciate it. We got a lot of good good things that were said on, on Twitter here in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I will be making some appearances on other podcasts coming up here shortly. Uh, this week, uh, one of my one of my buddies from Playlist Wars, They've taken they've taken a break from playlist wars and gone out on their own for a little while. I guess they're kind of doing the Kiss solo album. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna be talking. Me and Gomez are gonna be talking. Gomez from uh, the Adams family. Yeah, you the know Adams Gomez family. from the yeah, Adams family, Stevie. Him and it too. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna be talking about next week. Mel Brooks puts out History of the World Part Two. We're really? gonna be talking about that. that. Yeah, it's not gonna be in a movie going to be a series but yeah he's been saying it for you ever since history of the world part one came out at the end when they said coming on history of the world part two i've been waiting 
because I here should wear part one is such a funny movie. I've uh, never Mel seen Brooks, it. You need to watch it and then watch it and then you'll have to watch the the podcast because what we talk about is it's yeah I don't want to give too much away right if there's now. There's ever uh, if I can suggest a Mel Brooks movie if you haven't seen it, silent movie. That movie's great. I've been I, I'm I've got it on a on, I've made a list of movies I need to watch and that's on my list. Out. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna be on that, and then there's talk of a couple more that that have asked me to be on some sports podcast and uh, some different podcasts that, I, that I'm gonna be on. But some coming in May. Nothing, nothing really, really soon. So we'll, but except the Gomez one. But uh, check it out, guys, and we appreciate your support, Warden. We'll see you around, bud. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, guys. You guys stay safe, and we'll see you next time on the fly. See you.